Greetings and welcome to episode 293 of the Words About Games podcast, the weekly news, culture, and gaming discussion podcast for Words About Games. I'm your host, Amy K. Alexander, and I'm joined this week. I'm going to read it exactly as I've written it in the in the show notes by Moody. <laughs> Hello, everybody. It's Monday. You know what that means. Uh, I change it every now and again to amuse no one but myself. You do. It's literally just for me and no just one else. Amy and no one else. That's that's what I do. I do all of this. Everything I do is just to amuse myself. And if it amuses other people as well, then cool. That wasn't my intent, but I'll take it. Wow, that was some word from it. How are you doing, Moody? You good? Yeah, I'm not bad. A bit tired. Uh, I won't lie. I'm a bit knackered today. I just like I've just had a uh, day, so I'm just like. You look like you've been training for a for a fight with Apollo Creed. No. No. Mm-hmm. Not running up some steps. No. Being I can barely walk meat. up steps. <laughs> you know, like, damn you, beef. Uh, Inspirational music on in the background. Nah. <laughs> Although if it was if it was uh, if it was you, I suppose it would probably be one of your phasmophobia songs, right? <laughs> uh, that would be interesting. <laughs> I'm making it. I'm telling you, man. I'm dropping an album at the end of the year. With my consent, huh? <laughs> if you give me enough songs, I'm dropping an album. <laughs> That's it. Sound. Done. Sound. Sounds about right. <laughs> uh, whoop. I'm all right. Thanks for asking. I thought I did ask you. <laughs> I don't know if you did. I, I thought I did. I, I'm that, sure I did, didn't I? I put the Rocky bit going on a, a little bit too long, and I don't know if you did or not. Well, so I gonna... deeply apologize if I didn't. How are you, Amy? I hope you are well. <laughs> I'm all right. Thank you. Very good. I just ate way too much food. Uh, as you do. All the as chicken. You do. As you do. I ate like an entire farm of chickens. So you're going to have the food You're gonna have the food sweat on soon? Not the sweat on, no. It's too cold to have the food sweat on. She says, sitting in the midst of the third major storm of the week. <laughs> that is interesting. Um, this one's called Frederick, I think, or something, beginning with F. And it's just like, wow, it's windy again. It's cold again. Are we going to have a new national obsession to, on par with watching planes land at Heathrow? <laughs> That's not even me taking the piss out of people who did. I watched that for, for a good few hours on whichever day it was. Friday. Well. And then it, it hit the thing and everyone's like, whoa. And then, and then it hits the loud thing and he goes, bosh. <coughs> and then everybody on Twitter, on my Twitter goes, bosh. And I'm just like, okay, so we're all doing the same thing. That's good. Well, <laughs> I think the funniest thing about that is that it had more viewership than GB News. I mean, that's always Which, funny. That is always funny. GB, GB News, News got literally got out viewed by a man just standing watching planes come down. By with a his man phone. in a field with a camera. Yeah. <laughs> Saying bosh every time a plane landed. 
world's going crazy. Or videos of uh, wheelie bins flying away. Yeah, wheelie bin had the power. <laughs> was it? And then it lost the power and fell really fast. <laughs> I think I saw someone do an edit where it's like the wheelie bin's like going whoa up in the sky. And someone edited the Doctor Who theme over it. And I was like... This is this is one of those moments where you go. Sometimes the internet can be good. <laughs> sometimes the internet can do good things, and in in this moment, this is one of those good things. Good. Yeah, I agree. I, I wish I had more to talk about, but I had a very uneventful week, apart from wind. And I don't want us to be like that British, two British people, you know, where we're just talking about the weather. Because <laughs> we'll this is a British pastime. It is a British pastime. There's no doubt about it. But I went for an eye test. I paid a man or a shop, I guess, twenty five pounds to tell me, "Oh, your eyesight hasn't actually changed." I mean, thanks. Can my money back? No. Okay. Great. <laughs> Why did I pay for this again? Because that's how you get your new uh, contact lenses. But you didn't need to do the eye test because my eyes were fine. <laughs> yeah, but, but you have to have f- an up-to-date eye test. But I did already yeah. have an up-to-date eye test. <laughs> Clearly. Wait, why, why did, when did you last do it? That was a couple of years ago. You have to have one so, every two So years. you didn't have... Yeah, I was going to say, you didn't have an up-to-date You say I didn't have an up-to-date eye test. Like, it, it was no different. Like, it took, it took, because <clears throat> it was no different, it took longer... Because, you know, when they put those little frame things on you, and then he's got the stick with the things on it, like, which one's better, one or two, and then three or four, and then, because none of it was getting better, or, like, you know what I mean? Like, it took longer, because the doctor was confused. <laughs> well, what did you say? Just neither? Because it was just like, eh, it's, like, slightly better, or, like, oh, that's that's worse, definitely worse. And then it was just like, by the end of it, it was just like, oh, yeah, it's the same, I guess. Oh, really? I was like, I've been here for 45 minutes. <laughs> I just I just wanted to leave with non-broken glasses. And I still have my broken glasses. Because then they were like, well, we would normally we would give you contact lenses as part of your free trial. So you could walk out wearing them and then you could try them for a month. But we don't have your prescription in stock. So we've got to order them in and it's going to take two weeks. Great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Luckily, I've still Brexit. got some glue. <laughs> Brexit. 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 Love a bit of Brexit. Who doesn't love a bit of Brexit? Ah, you know. Brexiteers. Don't like a little bit of Brexit right now. Oh, they... <laughs> Brexiteers. Brexiteers don't like Brexit. And the rest of us just find it really funny. Mm-hmm. I don't find it funny. That's a lie. I'm not going It's bad. But what can you do? Except travel back in time five and a half years and stop this whole thing from happening. Just knocking a domino <clears throat> over into all the other dominoes, and now, with luck, we'll just sink as an island. Literally, like, physically sink. Now, they'll just build on top of it and leave the poor to drown. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They'll do what Futurama did. They just build on top of the old one. Yeah, yeah. And make that the make that the sewers. And then we'll just turn into mutants. Yeah, Our ancestors will become mutants. Yeah. 
cool. I mean, and we'll still be too lazy to even rise up. <laughs> so I don't get British people like as in a whole as a whole. Like I'm I'm talking in a general term here, like a British culture where it's just like, wow, this sucks. We're gonna do anything about it? No, I can't be bothered. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> It's just the way it is. It is what it is, really. That's what the British people's motto is. It is what it is. Yeah. And you're just yeah, like, yeah. it doesn't have to be, though. Like, <laughs> legitimately doesn't have to be. Like, maybe next time, though, Britain, talking to all of you, because I know you're all watching, because where else are you going to get this kind of content? Maybe next time, don't vote for the mop-headed buffoon who hides in fridges. Just, just a thought. Mm -hmm. I think that's a fair analogy. There's yeah, no doubt right. about it. Like, when, all I like the candidate who was facing wasn't that good either. So it doesn't I mean, we'll agree to disagree either. on that one. I don't want to start an argument. We don't have, we don't have good. time, Moody. <laughs> he really wasn't that. Do you want this to be either. a four-hour podcast? No, because you can just keep up. saying it over and over again, and I'll just keep saying, and I'll just keep disagreeing. <laughs> I'll just walk away. <laughs> And it's like, oh, what was the podcast about this week? Well, Moody, instead of moving on and agreeing to disagree, Moody just kept saying the same thing over and over again. <laughs> well, it's very good. Have you seen the guy they've got now? <laughs> yeah, you know, he ain't good either. He's got a fucking fence pulse stuck up his ass because he sits on a fence for so long. Yeah. Brian. We got our politicians are so politicians good. <laughs> in general suck. I've never understood the point. <laughs> even the gonna... one I really, even the one I really like right now has got controversial against her right now. Angela Rayner. Everybody like, does. They're months, politicians. Seriously. Like we managed to make a career out of doing nothing mm -hmm. and knowing mm -hmm. nothing. Like I was thinking about this during the pandemic. I'm sure I had this conversation. Sure, we're still in it. We're still in it. They may think we're not, but we're still in the fucker. <laughs> I was thinking about this during the pandemic where it's like, like when what's his face was the health secretary. And I was just like, I was going like oh, down this deep conversation. Yeah. I was going down, this deep, his wife. going down this deep conversation with Phil where I was just like, like how mental is it that we set up a system where the person who is in charge of the health of the entire country is not a doctor. Yes. I agree with that. <laughs> like the person who is in charge of, of like i don't know something else like the foreign secretary is not like an ambassador or someone who like knows about like foreign affairs it's just someone who happens to win some votes in fucking it, cheltenham or something no, so it's the person who kisses the <laughs> prime minister's ass enough that's just what i'm talking about like what like we've set up an entire system of like a society where it's like people who know best on in charge of the things that they know the best of Like mm -hmm. that's what we did. We've got a banker as a health secretary now, right? Yeah, like that's only going to go well. That means so much money is going into our NHS, right? That they they're, they're getting that three hundred fifty million every week, every every single week, every single week without fail. Like I don't know, man. Like I just I just it blows my mind. So like, if you ever sit down and think about society, really think about it for longer than five minutes, you just kind of like have to then go for a nap. <laughs> it's not gonna be a long enough nap. <laughs> no, it's not. 
We're going to need to hibernate until the next general election and pray to God this time we can get they can get it right. Oh, they're not going to get it right. I just look at it and go, what did we do? How did we come to this? Like, is, and again, I'm talking about humanity as a whole. It was like, you have infinite possibilities of like how society can function. <laughs> and this is what we came and up with. And this is the best we got. This is yeah, the best yeah. we came off with. Yep, it Good really was. Lord. <laughs> Now that we've driven everyone away from this video games podcast. Just which... one final thing. Tories fuck. So, Tories fuck you. T- and, Tories... Your vote, and your voters as well. Tories do fuck and Tories do suck. And so did your voters. Yeah, pretty much. Until you change your vote, guys, you're not getting anything better from me. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> You've got two fucking years, and I'm not. Bu- I'm doing two and swearing at you at the same time to make sure it glares into you. No, just in case, <laughs> just in case everyone thought, oh, he's just doing the two, like number two. I'll let me make it more explicit. You've got two fucking years, <laughs> okay? <laughs> two fucking two years. years, two fucking years, and there is a screenshot that's going on Twitter. <laughs> We should, clip, we, should, we, we should clip this out, put us a little interview, and send it to every person we know who's voted Tory last time. Oh, I, just, oh. See, oh, I got a problem there, Moody, because what I've been doing is, it's like, is cutting those people out of my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I agree with with Boris Johnson because, oh, do you now? Hmm, interesting unfollow <laughs> block and mute all at the same time <laughs> yeah like i'm gonna set a macro up <laughs> i'm gonna call it my tory macro <laughs> and if i see someone be like oh well i think boris is doing the best job he can under the circumstances just hit the button <laughs> unfollow block mute across all social media platforms <laughs> Unfollow, block, mute, nuke. (laughs) (laughs) Release the hounds. (laughs) Release the kraken. (laughs) I wish I could release. I wish I had a kraken I could just release. That would be amazing. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, I say kraken. I'd settle for like... I'd settle for like a unicorn, like an angry unicorn. I'll just settle for aliens just coming down and just enslaving us now. That'll be easier than living under Tory rule. I remember there was this thing once where the the, the, the absolute fucking fringe nutcases were talking about how like Europe might Europe's gonna Europe might invade us. And I remember please thinking do. And I remember, and I remember I got told off by a couple of people because I was like, please, please come and invade us. Save please. us. Save us from ourselves. And people were like, and there was a couple of people who took me into one side because I made I made the joke a lot, and in DMs and stuff, and they were like, you know, like, I know you're joking, but you know, like, if if the, if we did get invaded, it wouldn't it wouldn't be great. And I was like, yeah, joking. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, they only go for the north, the south, so don't worry about us. We're safe. <laughs> the north will just go. Oh, finally, it took you so long. <laughs> we'll help you get the border saying thank you <laughs> like, the, like the people in Independence Day with the signs holy shit beam just shouts that shoots at us <laughs> I, mean, oh, no. I mean if it, if it gets us out of out of Tory Britain I'll take one for the team like I'll take yeah, one I'd, I'd, I'd happily take one I would yeah definitely I would, yeah. like I will 
Yeah. For the betterment of everybody else, I will happily explode <laughs> in hellfire to take one for the team. Definitely. So, with I that agree. out of the way, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's talk about video games, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's the first thing to talk about? Oh, don't, oh, don't, oh. Don't, don't spoil it. It's. Oh, no. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I came to several realizations after we put that podcast out last week where it was like, oh, no. The journalists have led me astray, but we'll get into it. For now, though, what I will say is this is Words About Games podcast. Every single Monday, you can get the video podcast on youtube.com slash wordsaboutgamesuk, or you can get the audio version on a variety of platforms, including Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and a few that we've never even heard of. Seriously, we don't even know if they really exist. I've never clicked them. It just says that the podcast goes up, and I just believe it. We are there. We believe... We believe we're we there. Think. We're told we're there. Yeah. <laughs> they say we're there. There's timestamps in the description wherever you choose to get the podcast. So if you want to skip around the podcast, if you want to skip all of the political talk, and just get straight to the video game news by and forward. That that's really gonna be really ironic foreshadowing for later. Then you can just just do that. You can watch the podcast in any order you want, bits and pieces, you can watch the whole thing backwards. We don't mind, we're just happy that you're here and if you want to hang out with us while we play the video games you know the whole point of this entire channel when i started it you can head over to twitch.tv slash words about games and watch me drink hot chocolate listen to moody's great greatest hits album and just watch us play some video games and like hell about among us i like the songs you make up they're funny when three people are overlappingly singing three different songs at maximum volume. <laughs> That's when I hit the mute button. <laughs> or the deafen button. I just deafen myself. Like, not even like deafen as in like, just turn the headphones off. I mean, I push a button and it just pushes spikes into my ears. I can't hear you anymore. Ever again. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I am serious though. I've never heard Tarzan Boy before, but... <laughs> I'll send you the song. Please don't. <laughs> ah, he's literally doing it right now <laughs> let's jump in oh, yeah. we've got our first <laughs> news story ea to launch sims for wedding stories in russia this is from marie de Lissandre over at gamesindustry.biz he writes ea has reversed its decision and will release the sims 4 expansion my wedding stories in russia the company had initially said the expansion pack wouldn't release in the country due to russia's laws against same-sex marriages uh, with the expansion's marketing materials revolving around the same the story of same-sex couple Camille and Dominique. In a statement shared on its website, as reported by IGN, EA has now said it has, quote, reassessed, end quote, its options, and realized it, quote, can do more than it initially believed, end quote. Uh, it then goes on to say, quote, we've been listening to the outpouring of feelings from our community, including both support for our decision and concern for their fellow community members. It's equally important for us to stand by our values, including standing against homophobia and to share stories like this with those who want and need it most, end quote. My Wedding Stories will now release on f in February 23rd, quote, unaltered and unchanged, end quote, in Russia and worldwide. Uh, the statement concluded, quote, love is love and the Sims community will continue to be a safe space for those who want to see a world where that is true for everyone, end quote. I'm going to sneak move this. So before we discuss, <laughs> I, need to make some, I need to talk about a couple of things that happened last week on last week's podcast uh number one <laughs> when um 
when I said fuck Russia, um, I might I, I and I like I look back over this. No, you said it, and I and I said it. We both said it. Like bookends, I do want to point out that, and I did speak too broadly because I didn't qualify the statement. It's a lot like the Ubisoft thing, where it's like I will say fuck any country with anti-LGBTQ plus laws in place. That's just who I am. However, I did not obviously mean the people. <laughs> you have to live under those laws. More the people who make those laws. And number two, like, wow, this story has been really badly reported in, like, every media outlet. So I read, like, six or seven versions of this story. The okay. original story from last week. Mm -hmm. um, like, I do... With every story, because I'm always looking at all the, I've got, I've got like a, a list of websites on a book on a bookmark, and I go through all of them, and like I try and find the story with like the most information. So like I'm trying to find, I'm basically I'm trying to find the the best story in terms of the information presented, and like I read like six or seven versions of last week's story, which obviously was hey the sit he is not releasing the Sims for wedding expansion in Russia because of the gay propaganda law all right and I, I read that so many times and went oh yeah okay that makes okay yeah yeah and then it was like oh that 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 law like <laughs> it means that this, it can't it means that the sims for wedding stories couldn't be marketed or shown to children which is still an absolute bullshit law that i don't agree with at all but it also means that the sims 4 wedding stories had no issues releasing or not as an unchanged as ea put it in the first place in russia um like i had a couple of interesting conversations with some people in the russian lgbtq plus slash sims 4 community where it was just like this and there's a, there's one article i think that got put up on GameSpot last week um that kind of highlighted some things that a lot of other places and a lot of other people didn't um like ea didn't need to do this in the first place yeah. and i don't know why and and now i'm like confused as to why they did <laughs> american company america's having a little issue with them right now in general <laughs> Fuck yeah everybody's having an issue with them but well, yeah it's just like as well yeah, it's just like the law just means that the game has to be rated 18 plus, um, yeah. which it is anyway. Like the, the game has been before. Like they've literally yeah. used, um, like it's had LGBT. It's, I mean, it's The Sims. Like it has LGBT. Yeah, you can kiss content. anyone you want, marry anyone yeah. you want. It's just this is a prolific story that is literally pushing a great, a great cause, which is fantastic. Um, yeah. I mean, or not? Am I, or, I don't know. Or, like again, it's like I don't live there, and I don't. I'm not steeped. I, in, I in mean, that just culture. in general, I meant around the world. Like in general, around the world, like I, I, I refer, I refer back to sort of my fucking e country that has laws like this statement, which you know yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. still applies. Um, and I feel for the people in the communities that have to suffer under laws like that. Like, yeah, but. Like, as far as... The only thing I can think is that some lawyer at EA got saw the words gay propaganda law and panicked. And that panic <clears throat> ended up forcing EA to go, ah, we're not going to release it then. Even though they've literally released stuff like this in the past. Um, and then I guess there was... There was a trending hashtag. 
which was my first clue that something was up uh, after we posted the podcast. My second clue was the tweets. Um, and yeah, it was, um, it was, uh, it was a good learning experience last week, I think. Like I learned a lot, which was, it's always nice. <laughs> I just wish I could have learned it first. Cause like I said, like there's, there's literally one news article, Western news article, um, that spoke to people who live in Russia about this. Um, but Hey, I'm glad the thing's coming out. Like I said, last, last week, like the Sims 4 is like a say, it can, it can be a safe place for people who can't express themselves to express themselves. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that they can do that with this uh wedding pack yeah that, yeah there's no doubt about it like 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 we like i said last week like i until you just confirmed said what you just said there like i said and i'll confirm again like i could understand why EA were doing it like saying no like we're not gonna because we're anything like that because the way it was, it was crap the way it was painted was they'd have to change yeah. the cover like the, the marketing yeah. the storyline yeah, yeah, yeah. to to sell it in russia mm-hmm. and from that perspective yeah like why wouldn't you just go that's bullshit like good for a yeah. year for standing up and not yeah, doing yeah, that yeah. yeah so like oh it's great to hear that this game this expansion is going to be released there uh that's what we want and like everybody deserves to be playing a, this type of uh, playing any game in any any country and it shouldn't be stopped because of a law or anything like that and i'm glad it's not um and that's really good. Uh, it's a shame that play, both of play, other sites were not reporting properly, and but it's good to hear that one did report properly. Finally, spoke to people LGBT, LGBTQ people from Russia, yeah, um, to get the actual proper facts here. Who would know the facts better than the Western audience? Which is that's true. Of course, there's no doubt about that. Um, we only hear we only hear things about in Russia in general what we hear from from our news sites as well which suck in general and <laughs> and what we hear online and everything and unless we go unless anyone and everybody actually investigates properly you never yeah. we're, ne- we're, we're never going to get the full 100% clarification of anything oh so yeah like this is great to hear like the the blind spot wasn't it wasn't like an intentional thing or anything like i spend a lot of time reading news to especially for this podcast you know like i mm-hmm. feel like it's important to try and uh like try and present as much of the facts as i possibly can um so i'm glad i'm glad like i'm glad we have the opportunity to set the record st- straight that's definitely not an appropriate figure of speech for this uh for this news story is it <laughs> I'm glad we had we had the opportunity to set the record queer. Set the record not Just straight. Just because you said straight doesn't mean you're saying it's being rude. I, I mean, it's a rude word, Mooney. Okay. <laughs> Nobody needs the villa. No, I'm not gonna. Not even. No. Yeah, after, yeah. You're going down. You're af- going wrong. After apologizing. Yeah. No. After <laughs> apologizing for speaking too broadly last time, I really shouldn't make that kind you're of joke be right now. Next I'll be like, week. Just yeah. every week from now on, it's just like yeah. I'm sorry to the stray community. <laughs> no, we're not going down that road. Not even for a joke. Um. <clears throat> yeah. That's not. I need a better turn of phrase though. 
There's so something wrong with the turn of phrase. No, I need, oh. All right, I need a more on-brand turn of phrase. <laughs> God, making me think about the words that I say so much, Moody. <laughs> You're the one who's thinking about it. You're the one who's making an issue out of this. I'm, I'm not making an issue out of it. I'm making a joke out of it that you've decided oh. to take seriously. Oh, <laughs> yeah. If it was meant to be a joke, it went right out of my head. I apologize. Hey, hey, puns, man. Puns. Anyway, I just watched the Great British Menu. There's puns galore in the fucker. I've had enough punning for the after, last after twenty four hours. Car crash of a of an <laughs> of an end of a discussion. Let's move on to another car crash of a story. After two hundred <laughs> days, employee group about Ubisoft says none of its demands have been met. This is from Chris Scullion over at VGC. He writes. A group of Ubisoft employees campaigning for improved working conditions has publicly criticized the company for what it claims is continued inaction. Last summer, the group, which called itself a better Ubisoft, released an open letter to its employer calling for, quote, real fundamental changes, end quote, in the wake of sexual misconduct, harassment, and discrimination revelations. Signed by over 1,000 current and former staff, it accused Ubisoft's management of offering, quote, nothing more than a year of kind words, empty promises, and an inability or unwillingness to remove known offenders, end quote. The group has now tweeted a new statement claiming that 200 days have passed since that open letter and that Ubisoft management has failed to meet any of its demands. According to the statement, staff were emailed an internal video by Chief People Officer Annika Grant, which gave the results of Ubisoft's Global Employee Satisfaction Survey for the past year. However, the statement claims that Grant's presentation was, quote, not only very brief, but incredibly opaque, with the entire survey summarized as six talking points, three positive and three negative, end quote. The statement also says, quote, in an email on December 14th, Annika said that 71% of employees feel comfortable being ourselves at work. What wasn't acknowledged was how many feel we have to hide our true selves or fear, for fear of judgment or reprobation from peers or managers, end quote. It claimed that despite Grant's assurance during the presentation that Ubisoft intends to, quote, really dig into understand feedback from minority and underrepresented voices, end quote, the staff survey only collected age and binary gender data. Quote, we're tired of having to repeatedly explain these seemingly obvious points to a management team who are either accidentally ignorant or simply don't want to listen. We push on because we care about our work, we care about the people we work with, the games we make, and we desperately want to repair this company. Our goal is a fairer, better Ubisoft, end quote. The group also reiterated the four key demands it had previously made, insisting they remain unchanged, and I copy and pasted them under here so I could read them out. Number one, stop promoting and moving non-offenders from studio to studio, team to team, with no repercussions. This cycle needs to end. Number two, we want a collaborative, a collective seat at the table to have a meaningful say in how Ubisoft as a company moves forward from here. Number three, cross-industry collaboration to agree on a set of ground rules and processes that all studios can use to handle these offenses in the future. Number four, this collaboration must heavily involve employees in non-management positions and union representatives. You know, it's like it's going to be two years this year since the allegations about Ubisoft first came out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this type of thing, this type of article came out when it hit a hundred days, and oh, yeah. they said basically the same thing. It's that they've done bot, they've done bot all. Uh, we know they've done bot all, which is absolutely crap and which is absolutely terrible. Uh, I think you know the thing that we've been like jokingly thinking that we should do. I think we should actually do it. I mean, Whenever they thinking do, like we didn't say it out loud last week. <laughs> did we? Well, no. I think yeah, we. We need to what we need to react to the stream of them, whatever they do next, and oh, we literally need to call that. them out. 
we, we need a we need a big ass sign with the prompts of what they what the the key demands of a better Ubisoft are asking for. So, and yeah, at the end of the day, you can come and watch and enjoy the stream and also enjoy the games because at the end of the day, there's no doubt about it. Ubisoft can still throw out some decent games, um, even though I haven't played a decent one for a while now. So here's here's what I'm thinking. We have a Discord call set up. The Discord call is the entire stream. We got four boxes, me and you in one box each, like normal. And then in another box, you share your screen with the four key just, demands just, of a better uh, Ubisoft. Okay. And then yeah. in the other box, I'll share my screen, which will be the actual Ubisoft presentation. And then yeah. every time Ubisoft shows a game, one of one of the, us will turn to the other. And I don't mean just like, you know, figuratively, I mean literally turn to the other and go, so Moody, what did you think of our first look at Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope? And then you turn and face me and go, well, Amy, I think that Ubisoft spent decades covering for sexual abuse and sexual harassment. <laughs> and then we'll just yeah, We do need that. to write this down. Yeah. <laughs> the entire, all the way through. And then people will be like, God, oh, you're just doing the same joke over and over again. And we'll be like, yes. <laughs> and we yes. will keep doing it. It's not yes. a joke. <laughs> yeah. Because it's not meant to be a freaking joke. You're absolutely morons. Uh, yeah, Ubisoft just uh, seriously do better. Well, I'll, no, I want to actually call on one, one group of people here. Uh, journalists out there. Whenever you get a chance to interview one of the higher-ups from Ubisoft, nail the bastard asking them about this shit. I don't care if he says, you can't ask me about this shit or anything like that. Do your fucking job and do it. Ask him about this, Chris. Ask him why is Ubisoft net getting better? Why are you still got people who are getting offenders who are getting moved and getting promoted uh, in other places and everything why come on like you seriously need to get your finger out your asses and stop hiding do your goddamn job ign GameSpot, Eurogamer, kotaku freaking jeff uh, what's his name shider jason shider get your finger out your ass dude you normally do get your finger out your ass again and ask them the question they probably won't speak to you but either way um, yeah like it's like this is, it's getting beyond the fucking joke now that no one talks about it. like we we, we, we we had joe on a couple of weeks ago like he's like the same it's like no one's talking about it and we just got to keep on talking about it and everything like that but also don't be afraid to play, enjoy the games like yo enjoy the games definitely that me and amy just at the moment in time we've made the choices so we don't want to touch their games because one they haven't been that great over the last for few weeks few for you a few years personally and Especially when you hear the reviews of the games, you're just like, yep, they're still the same thing, so we're not missing out or anything. But um, yeah, like, come on, like, stop it. It's just like, don't be Britain who sits on their ass and just hopes, in, but eventually we'll get there oh, we'll in get the there end. In the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See that, that, that awkward opening banner had a point. <laughs> yeah, had a point, yeah. Don't um, vote Tory. Don't vote Tory. Don't vote you. Ub- don't vote Ubisoft. Wait, what? Don't vote Ubisoft. Um, that's it. Oh yeah, like, like it's again. It's it goes back to the thing I've said every time we sort of bring this any of these kind of stories up, where it's like there's a separation between talking about the Ubisoft the company and Ubisoft the people who work at Ubisoft. Right? It's like yeah, you can support Ubisoft employees by playing their games and that's definitely one way to do it but if you only play their games and you don't then you use whatever platform you have to talk about all of the other stuff going around with ubisoft you're not supporting the employees you're supporting ubisoft the company which is the company that spent decades covering for sexual abuse and sexual harassment and all sorts of other heinous 
things that they've that happened to that company for decades. And do you really want to be covered for that? Is that what you want? <laughs> Not what I want. I don't want to help cover cover for that shit. Um, and I know a lot of people. I know people who work at Ubisoft. I worked have worked at Ubisoft in the past. They're really cool people. And I like supporting really cool people. But I can't support a company that ignores stuff like this, which is what they're doing, allegedly. Damn it, Keith. Um, I literally heard his voice in my head again. Like, <laughs> it's not allegedly. It's facts. <laughs> Screw you, Keith. It's facts. <laughs> like it, it's it's reported stuff, but it's reported stuff from from ger- investigative journalism, from people who work at Ubisoft as a company, like from employees, from former employees. Like it's like if you can sit here and say, "Give me proof," otherwise I'm not going to believe it. Like I mean, look around you. Takes five seconds to Google it. Unlike learning the full truth of about what about EA and Russia, it takes like ten seconds to find this stuff. Fucking hell! You just need to put Ubisoft into Google, and I bet you it comes up. <laughs> I'd hope so, anyway. Like, but if you enjoy like fucking Far Cry or Assassin's Creed, oh, he's gonna do it. Um, or any of the other franchises or games that Ubisoft puts out, like that's cool, and I'm happy for well, you. The latest news articles up there right now is Ubisoft is very happy with the progress of Skull and Bones. Ubisoft has finally made Rainbow Six Siege operator of my dreams. Assassin's Creed Valhalla is having a free trial. Ubisoft says it would listen to offers to a, of a buyout, but it has the resources to remain independent. Yeah, Ubisoft changes. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no one's talking about anything of real importance. What a surprise! Skull and Bones. What a concept. Apparently, they're saying it's coming. Oh yeah, sure. Like Beyond yeah, Good and Evil. Yeah. I'll be. I'll. I'll see it when I play Beyond Good and Evil too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's when Amy will break her vow and actually start playing the Ubisoft game again. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I guarantee I will break my own blacklist when Beyond Good and Evil 2 comes out. Do you get the joke, Moody? Do you get what the joke is? Because it's never coming out. <laughs> it's a good joke, right? But the the, the, the the game director said they finally did it. Oh, On yeah. E3 stage, that means it's coming. Yeah. What was it? Six years ago? <laughs> Something like that, yeah. I'm actually curious. <laughs> Must have been a while ago because I live reacted to that and I haven't in yeah, Russell's yeah. living room and I haven't done that for a long time. Beyond Good Good and Evil Twenty Seventeen. That was twenty seventeen. Spot on. <laughs> Four years ago. But I can't remember people's birthdays. <laughs> I just want to point when's my, out. When, when's my birthday? No idea. Every okay. time I every time I throw out something like that, I want everybody to remember. I can't remember basic information <laughs> about uh, about I'm, about my closest yeah. friends. <laughs> yeah, I'm terrible like that as well. Like I'm terrible to remember names. <laughs> but I can I can throw out the year that they re revealed Beyond Good and Evil Two at E3. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with this stupid fucking brain? Anyway, um. <laughs> Be bad, Ubisoft. Yeah. 
this is the podcast of catching up with previous news stories, I think. Now that I'm like scrolling down through it. Because the next news story, we talked about this at the end of last year. It's final episode, I think. I think it was, yeah. We were like, let's go out (laughs) exactly the way we came into this, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you need that pipe for? I'm going in the way I came in this year, screaming and kicking. (laughs) (laughs) Blood coming from your eyes. Oh dear, BBC report suggests Roblox has an issue with sexually explicit content. This is from Ed Nightingale over at Eurogamer. He writes, A new report from the BBC highlights issues with sexual content in Roblox. Though the gaming platform is popular among young people, the investigation shows that Roblox contains sexually explicit games often known as, quote, condos, end quote. Here, players can discuss sexually explicit topics and engage in virtual sex. And while these games are hard to find and aren't up for long, Roblox does accept it has an issue with sexually inappropriate conduct. Uh, A Roblox spokesperson told the BBC, quote, We know there is an extremely small subset of users who deliberately try to break the rules. We have zero tolerance for sexual content or behavior of any kind, and we take swift action against anyone found to be acting in breach of our community standards, end quote. In a recent blog post, Roblox committed to ensuring its gaming platform is a positive and safe experience for players of all ages and deals a number of ways the company is promoting safety and protecting its community. The post appears to be in response to a number of high-profile reports on the platform, in particular it being an unsafe environment for children and its exploitation of children. The new blog post addresses many concerns with the platform, including its, quote, safety-first culture, end quote, responsible creation, and ensuring a fair economy, quote, at Roblox, our vision is to reimagine how people come together. <laughs> Bad phrasing. Um, we have created a place where millions of users, creators, and developers across the globe build and share experiences and form friendships. We are committed to ensuring people of all ages have a positive and safe experience and are free to express themselves within a respectful environment. That's why safety and civility have been our core values from the very beginning and drive everything we do, end quote. Detailing features aimed to protect children in particular, the post highlights parental control settings, chat filters, its digital civility initiative, and reporting abuse and grooming to relative authorities. Much of this does depend on the digital savviness of parents. The safety and civility pages contain further information. Roblox also addresses issues with the platform's economy, which was heavily criticized for its extortionate pricing and comparisons to gambling. It maintains that, quote, creating an experience on Roblox is significantly less expensive than trying to do so off-platform or in any app stores, and the financial rewards are potentially very large. We build our platform to make the economics of creating on Roblox favorable to developers, but we've always made clear that the platform is not a get-rich-quick scheme. It typically takes many hours of hard work for developers to hone their skills and grow their experience before they may be able to start earning real-world income. Such a commitment won't be right for everybody, end quote. In addition, quote, we do not tolerate fraud and scams and have stringent rules and monitoring processes aimed at combating them. Developer earnings resulting from the training of collectibles are not eligible to be converted into real-world currency in our DevX program, end quote. Lastly, the post expresses that the team is strengthening its safety systems, quote, at Roblox, we're proud to be one of the most civil places on the internet. <laughs> As it has been since our earliest days, safety is and will continue to be our top priority, and we are committed to continually improving our systems to keep it that way, end quote. Recent reports certainly appear to contradict this statement, so it remains to be seen whether community safety vastly improves in the near future. 
Roadblocks has basically become a franchise or whatever the hell it is. Platform, so quietly. Yeah, so quietly. And it's amped up so much millions and billions and accumulated an amount of audience that is so sustainable that it's kind of... To think about it, it's kind of... It's like, wow. You like go, like respect on you there but then you de- but then all this comes out and you just go screw you <laughs> go away die burn in hell type of thing yeah and it's uh, yeah it's like it's yeah anything that exploits children in any way is disgusting anywhere who throws in sexual content that could exploit children is well as prince andrew i'll say that oh jesus <laughs> Oh Jesus! Um, <laughs> We're hitting all the fucking British talking points tonight. Um, go and have a go and have a conversation with him. Um, but um, yeah, no, it's this is disgusting. It's the Pizza Express. Uh, yeah, ask Pizza Express. Um, it's yeah, it's disgusting. It's deplorable. It's, it's just it's just 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 vile and just. I mean, get the hell out of it, man. Uh, yeah, like Roblox is we 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 covered Roblox extensively on the, the last episode of 2021. This is um, how bad. Sorry for putting it in quickly. Yeah, I had no idea who 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 or what they were until we had that not talk last week last year. Yeah, it, it's one of the biggest uh, games in the world. Yeah, <laughs> like it's it's on it's on up there if not eclipses Fortnite, League of Legends, etc. etc. Um, like it it we I mean yeah I I. I recommend checking out uh, People Make Games' videos on Roblox. I think there have been two of them, um, which highlighted the issues that we discussed last time. Um, and I don't want to rehash our entire discussion from last time here. Um, Roblox is saying a lot of things right now about how they're going to change for the better, but not actually putting anything into practice um, currently. From what we're from what we're seeing, because essentially this news post from from Eurogamer is split into two sections. There's the section which is this is the blog post Roblox put up, but then there's the first section which is this is the report from the BBC which contradicts the post that Roblox put out saying, "Hey, we're going to make this place safer." <laughs> I mean, you could say it all you want, but you've actually got to do it. Like the stuff about Roblox last year, like I knew what it was. Before we, I watched that video and before we had that discussion, but like I didn't know much about it. It wasn't something that I cared to to know about. So when we when we heard about that, it blew my mind. With like not necessarily how big the game was, I knew how big the game was, but like the stuff about like their economy is basically like a stock market, and like kids will form companies within Roblox and hire other kids to work on games within Roblox. And like all well, th- and these kids are kids, like they're actual children. <laughs> like you were doing this and Roblox thinks this is great. It's like kids can make money like at work as game developers when they're 10 <laughs> working for 12-year-olds you have formed a company in Roblox and like they 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 need to significantly change but there's no need for them to significantly change. Like, they're one of the biggest games in the world, and they will continue to be one of the biggest games in the world, regardless of whether they change anything or not. Like, so they're not going to. Like, I don't give them the benefit of the doubt, basically. Yeah, I think that's fair. Net worth 2020. 
$4 billion. Net worth 2021, $38 billion. Yep. They're not going to change. No. Governments and everything need to get involved and all like that, but they're not going to. Yeah, it's, I'm sure uh, we have. I'm sure there are countries out there that have laws against child labor. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's yeah, it's disgusting. It's vile. Ah, uh, you agree? But you know what? <clears throat> it's not disgusting or vile, Moody. Well, it might be, but in in a in a different way. Indie game of the week. <laughs> the halftime show the where we talk show. about an indie game of the week. Yeah. A game that one. you've picked, Amy. I did. That you're excited for. I you am. put on your Steam page and you're ready for. I am. I can't deny this. Yes, that's great. The game is... you got to say that for me. I don't know. I looked at, I'm, I've looked. i looked at this word for a while and I don't know whether it's Abamore or Abamore. I'll say Abamore. Okay. Abamore, inherit, inherit the role of a mystical thief and pull off the heist of a century. A first-person RPG where stealth is your key to fame and fortune. You have 18 days. I don't like time frames. So just, no, no, don't, don't, don't. Yeah. To, ran, to ran, ransack houses, steal, sto- sell stolen loot, acquire new gear, and form alliances to prepare for the ultimate heist. Abamore is is the first person self RPG where players adopt the mantle of the unhang, un, unhanged ma, the unhanged man, a legendary Robin Hood esquire figure in the strange and surprising city of Abamore during the 18 days in a run up to that daring heist. Every campaign is unique. Dizzy and chains together, robber, robberies. Uh, across countless... Can you say that first sentence for me on the f- paragraph one? Every campaign is unique. Daisy chaining together robberies across countless yeah. level variations. It didn't sound right in my head when I said Daisy chaining. I was like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, each, each, day, each new day provides new stories to stumble into. A spoil to sell on the black market to potentially collaborate to help you as you prepare for the ultimate score. The feast of the lucky few. Oh, we or yeah. as we call it in Britain, a Downing Street party. Hey, <laughs> coming to PC or Christmas near you, March 2019, 20, 2022. Developed by Four Circle Interactive, develops developers of Ten Second Ninja and published by Sold Out. Published publishers of Kiwi, Disjointed, Mechanic Warrior Five Mercenaries. That was a link in the description below. Link in the description. Yeah, neither one of us actually put any links in Discord from what I could tell this week of like new indie games. And I was just like, I need to find an indie game. Literally, pcgamer.com clicked indie because they have an indie tab. Um, and then like the first thing that came up was this. And I was like, ooh, this sounds interesting. <laughs> ah, it's good. I like the look of it. And it comes out in March. Nothing's coming out in March, so it's definitely I'm definitely gonna be able to get around to playing this. <laughs> Other than, you know, everything. Everything is coming out in March. Everything is coming out in March. February really? March. Huh? Is it really? There's a few things coming out in March. Like I just downloaded the the triangle strategy demo, not so I could try the game, but so I could get a head start 
on the game. <laughs> so that when it comes out, I've already done the first few chapters. Album World looks cool, though. It's, um, it's just an interesting concept, I think, for our game. But, like, it's it's interesting in that way of, I need to play it so that I know if it's for me or not. Like, it's not something I can, like, watch a trailer for or, like, read and go, oh, yeah, that definitely sounds like an Amy game. It's like, I need to play it to, to find out if this is an Amy game or not. Looking at it screens Amy game. I mean, like, the visuals and the setting and sort of, like, the it's a little bit like Dishonored. It's a little bit Thief. Like, mm-hmm. and those are Amy games. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I can I can definitely think this might be an Amy game. It's just whether the it's the it's the framing of like you, you build up to this grand heist by stealing shit for eighteen days. But I'm interested to find out. Yes. And you know me, I'm great at stealth. I'm amazing at stealth. Mm-hmm. Fucking love stealth. My version of stealth isn't Captain Picard on the holodeck in Star Trek First Contact <laughs> with a Tommy gun. Like, that's not my version of stealth <clears throat> at all. <laughs> my version of stealth isn't, well, if everybody's dead, nobody can see me. So therefore, I'm being stealthy. <laughs> that's fair. That's, that's, I mean, that sounds inspired as a philosophy. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's it's got some vibes that I dig, so I I'm looking forward to it. We'll see if I actually manage to to get around to playing it. But that's one of the reasons why this exists. This this section exists it's for talking about indie games that we ourselves may not have a chance to actually end up playing. But we still get to mention them, and that's cool. And we like cool here. Speaking of cool or not cool, or as the as as the case may be, should we get back into the news? I've just read the looked at the rest of the news. No, I I, <laughs> I quit. Uh, abstain from this. <laughs> it's like you've actively gone out and said, "I want a shit podcast this week, so we're going to talk about nothing but shit." <laughs> well, it's not my fault that there were no directs or state of plays or xbox showcases you could have found something nice you could have found something like it's that easy like and you just conjure good news out of just put in nice news what do i look like ign (laughs) (laughs) apologies to everybody who works at ign (laughs) uh i don't just ignore bad news stories like everybody else i never said ignore them (laughs) didn't say that don't i never said that said you can mix it up though <laughs> there's nothing to mix it up with i tried <laughs> i really did i was up for two hours doing the show notes last night and i will remind you i finished streaming at midnight <laughs> uh anyway now that that's out of the way Team 17 exec promises change following last week's report. This is from Tom Phillips over at Eurogamer. He writes, Team 17 CEO Michael Patterson has told employees that, quote, action has to be taken, end quote, following the publication of Eurogamer's detailed report on the company last week. That report included experiences from more than a dozen Team 17 staff past and present who came forward to share details of pay working conditions and more. Patterson subsequently addressed Team 17, in a company-wide meeting last Friday afternoon, in which he gave a lengthy response and announced an immediate pay review for staff in the company's QA department. 
Details of the 20-minute virtual gathering were passed to Yorogawa by staff eager to see words put into action. <clears throat> the meeting began with a statement from Patterson, who joined Team 17 from PlayStation last October to lead the company as its new CEO, before a lengthier dive into almost every issue raised by staff to Eurogamer last week. Team 17's quickly pulled NFT push received a brief mention, something Patterson branded as, quote, totally outside the principles and values we have as a company, end quote, alongside detailed talk on pay, bonuses, workloads, and company culture. The one topic not covered, and notable by its absence, was of the claims of poor management concerning Team 17's long-term owner, Debbie Bestwick, who remains at the company in the role of group CEO. Uh, Patterson said, quote, I am committed to taking action i won't brush over anything that was said or ignore any of the points being made it will all be thoroughly investigated you have my guarantee on that end quote patterson also promised quote an extensive review of how we build a business that better supports its employees end quote <clears throat> on the company's culture and this is basically just a list of bullet points of this from now from now on on the company's culture, Patterson said Team 17 now had to, quote, take a good, long, hard look at itself and what it wants its culture to be and how it will build towards that and protect it, end quote. On pay, Patterson said Team 17's aim was to pay people in line with the market rate and that the company had participated in a benchmark study with data from around the industry. However, he acknowledged that benchmarks were always changing and this would be looked, into, looked at to inform the company's next <coughs> annual salary review in April. On bonuses, staff were told these have always been discretionary and that lifestyles therefore have to be balanced against this fact. <clears throat> However, Patterson acknowledged he needed, quote, to do a better job of making sure people were aware of what needs to be achieved, what targets are, <clears throat> so we can work as one to deliver against that, end quote. On staff being overloaded with work, Patterson acknowledged he, quote, had seen real problems there, end quote, and suggested he wanted to rejig Team 17's output to focus on fewer games with a higher quality bar. On product quality, Patterson said he wanted to build a closer relationship between teams, QA design development, to decide the best path, best path for a product. Uh, I'm not going to read the quotes. <laughs> I'm just going to read the bullet points. On the feelings of QA staff feeling downtrodden, Patterson called out improvements on pay and overtime and said he wanted to ensure the team was respected within the company. Some of these changes were already coming, Patterson said, and he would look at others. On the issue of sexual harassment, Patterson said the studio had a zero-tolerance policy to any cases of this nature and wanted to improve any difficulties staff faced raising issues with line managers or the company's HR department. Quote, we need to create a safe space where people can bring things to our attention, end quote. Patterson ended on a cautiously positive note, saying that Team 17 would, quote, pull things around, end quote, and that Eurogamer's reporting included comments from staff who said they had been proud to work on particular projects or with peers. Speaking to Eurogamer, staff said they were also cautiously optimistic, even if actions will speak louder than words. Actions will speak louder than words, there's no doubt about it. The there's one thing I would like to just, not cautionly, just say right now. Uh, where was it? He acknowledges that the benchmark uh, no, um, was study of the data of like the that's the market rate of the wage. How about you be a trendsetter? It's an it's interesting. <laughs> Just hear me out here. Just hear me out. How about you be a trendsetter and actually instead of paying them the, the market value, which they're not, you, which you are not. Let's just be frank here. You're not. Um, how about you actually pay them well, give them adequate adequate facilities to work with a team properly and 
give him better time off. No crunch, no overtime or anything like that. Just how about just pay them well? You know, like QA, <laughs> top five most important jobs in the industry, mate. Just so you know this. Someone, someone really, so really know. smart keeps saying that on this podcast. Over and over I know, again. I know. I don't know who it is, though. So I have no idea who it is. Um, you could maybe raise the value up and actually be a trendsetter with all of your uh, positions. Be a trendsetter. Instead of saying for QA, it's the market value, it's a... No, it's the national minimum weight, which sucks anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, it's a national minimum weight. How about you not national minimum weight and you trendset and actually pay your staff well? Yeah. Um, I love this company. I just want to state this. I love Team 17. Like, I, there's, a, there's a reason I actively have tried to want to work with them and actively have tried to and have applied for jobs for them. Like, there's a reason for that because I would love to work for you one day. But you have to get rid of all of this crap and be an actual trendsetter. And the, the group CEO, stop hiding, Debbie Bestwick. Miss Debbie Best Bestwick, stop fucking hiding. I mean, with everything <clears throat> everything that I learned about Debbie Bestwick last week, um, she's probably, like, raging in her mansion right now. Like, how dare they call me out? <laughs> Don't they know who I am? Like, that's... That's just the vibe I got from the stories that I heard last week. That I feel they like they thought wrapping my Christmas presents were bad. Just stay wait. This just wait shit. until I'm Easter. buying a Ferrari for my son. <laughs> just wait until I, when I get them to do this Easter. <laughs> I'm gonna have them set up a scavenger hunt for my family. Yeah, <laughs> round round yeah, round no. Sherwood Forest. <laughs> yeah, I, I like yeah, I cross my fingers for this team here I, for the entire two people there. That's like I yeah. hope I'm the optimistic that I hope this will change and things will get better. Yeah, I like, I mean, yeah, I'm right there with you. Like, I cross my fingers for Team 17 to, to actually take action. Like, actions speak louder than words. The words are nice. Let's let's see what the actions are. Like, I do want to talk about a couple of points. You actually said, said the same thing, one of the same things that I wanted to say, which was, hey, why not pay them more? Like, instead of just going, well, we pay them based on the national, on the average of, no. It's been that, right? <laughs> Like, there was a study, like, someone analyzed the data in either the story we talked about last week or in a different story that I read at some point, and they were like, you realize you pay, like, Team 17 pay their QA below the national poverty line. <laughs> like, um, maybe we should be paying, maybe you should be paying your QA more. Um, but as always, Moody eloquently beat me to the punch. Not well, you mean moody beat when, it me comes to to, punch. when it comes to qa i'm always gonna oh, no. jump in anyone you're to fucking, oh yeah there's gonna be some punching <laughs> there's gonna be some punching um well there was a couple more i wanted to i, I, I wanted to put like just like uh, talk about from that number one is uh, we've got a our company has a zero tolerance policy to any cases of sexual harassment like every company that has been accused of sexual harassment over the last few years has a zero tolerance policy to sexual yeah. harassment mate it hasn't fucking worked apparently yeah. <laughs> your zero tolerance policy clearly isn't zero tolerance because there is clearly some tolerance built into your company for this kind of thing because we always hear the same things there was sexual harassment. I went to HR. HR decided I was the problem, or HR ignored me, or <laughs> HR did something really stupid, or, or my manager forced me to do this, you know, or like we just, they just moved, you know, there's like a hundred different variations of it. But basically, 
unless it is actually zero tolerance, please don't call it zero tolerance. <laughs> like words mean things. <laughs> so like, let's just stop with the zero tolerance thing. Um, I hate it. I hate it so much. Um, yeah, the pear thing was the other one I wanted to bring up, but you, you talked about that. I swooped. You swooped. You swooped and you took it, and that's fine. Um, took that pattern and took a school, Damien. You did. You did. It was good. It's like that's what this podcast is like. It's like a relay, and I like that. Pay was in line. Ooh. Our aim is to pay people in line with the market rate. Right? Just... Oh, I don't like it. Should we move on? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fine. I guess. You know what I'm gonna do, Moody? Fill the time for thirty seconds. I'm going fishing. I've already found a new set, new uh, thing. That's good. I know. If you want it, that's what I'm getting now. Yeah, yeah. That's I'll why I need you to fill the time. <laughs> that's why I need you to fill the time for thirty seconds. <laughs> I can send you it right now. Oh, you've already you sent it to Discord. Yeah, ignore that. Everybody watching. Have the I podcast? sent it to Discord? I haven't sent anything to Discord. I'm sending it to you on Messenger. You sent it somewhere because I read it. I oh, you tweeted it. That was it. Oh, that, that's it. Yeah, I tweeted it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah, read yeah, it yeah. somewhere. I'm going to uh, have to yeah, read yeah. it off so my monitor, so I'm going to get yeah. really bright, and I'm going to read it. We're going to do this news story next. Um, how about this? A first for words about the Words About Games <laughs> podcast. Amy listens to Moody. It's not that I didn't listen, Moody. It's that I was working. <laughs> I have to lock the show notes in at a certain point. But you know what? Fuck it. We're gonna do we're gonna do Amy says fuck the rest of the news. We're gonna have a mo- we're gonna take a moment to talk about something good. I'm gonna have to read it off this monitor though, so it's gonna get yeah. a bit awkward. Epic Games is making hundreds of temp testers into full employees with benefits. This is from Emma Roth over at The Verge. Nice. Who writes Epic Games is hiring its US-based contingent workers full-time with benefits. Epic confirmed to The Verge. The Fortnite developer is extending the offer. My microphone is wobbling. Is extending the offer to quality assurance testers as well as other eligible contract-based employees. The news first surfaced in an employee-facing memo obtained by The Verge. In the memo, the company writes it will, quote, offer full-time at-will employment to eligible U.S.-based contingent workers and that many of those offers will be effective April 4th, 2022, end quote. But it also notes that some workers won't receive the offer, citing, quote, there are a few exceptions in which it makes sense for both the worker and Epic to maintain contingent worker status. Epic spokesperson Erica it's hard to read like at an angle like this. <laughs> Epic spokesperson Elka Lux told The Verge that the game developer will hire, quote, a few hundred, end quote, of its contractors and that most but not all are QA testers. Lux confirmed that all the workers will be eligible for the company's U.S. employee benefits plans and will also be directly employed by Epic Games. The studio currently contracts out QA testers and other workers through temp agencies, including Eastridge, Hayes, and Nextaff. 
Lux also said the company will still hire contingent workers for, quote, short-term needs, end quote, however. She didn't have any additional information to share about the other types of contingent workers outside of QA testers Epic will be hiring and didn't specify which workers are excluded from the offer. Epic's newsmakers contract best workers full-time employees comes at a time when tensions between workers and major game development studios are high, not to mention that it's a huge step towards improving working conditions for QA testers and other workers. Blah, blah, blah. We've talked about that in the past. The games industry has become known for subjecting workers to incredibly long hours during sometimes unpaid periods called crunch, and Epic is no exception. In 2019, Epic was met with its criticism after its workers revealed the long workdays that go into keeping the wildly popular Battle Royale Fortnite on track with fans' expectations. Epic later closed its studios for two weeks in response to employers' concerns. Uh, laugh. We're not talking about that. Cool. Some good news, Moody. Finally, yeah, some great news. This is amazing. I'll just say one thing. I hope it goes out to many other positions, not just QA and everything like that, but I am obviously fantastically over the moon that this is obviously helping QA more than anything out there. Bringing in benefits, giving them a, a wage structure, uh, and I think that's what you want to see here. Stable and... job. <laughs> yeah, stable job. Stableness. That's, a, that's a Nine times out of ten, we just want stableness. That's all it is in any job. That's all it is, and it'd be paid properly in a good way. That's going to, one, not going to make us starve ourselves, not make ourselves choose between heat and food or water. I know, right? We've or, got a government a for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the hits just keep coming tonight, you <laughs> yeah. yeah, It's going to be interesting in the comments. I'm just going to put that. I might, just, I might just title this podcast not like, oh, he is selling The Sims 4 in Russia. I might just title it like, fuck the Tories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah something like that but no yeah i also, also just want to say this this is what uh what's so great is that and, I ho- and i'm hoping this is obviously one of the things that obviously opened their eyes obviously when they got obviously got called out for all the shit crunch that they were doing for fortnite and obviously they took they gave their staff two weeks off did it hurt fortnite at all no. at all did it hurt? No. I thought that is still one of the biggest, most played games in the bloody world. One of the most profitable games in the goddamn world. And it's still a trendsetter for what it's doing and everything. And it's and oh, love or hate Fortnite, I'll rephrase that, love or dislike Fortnite, that's absolutely fine and everything. You don't have to not like a game, to, but, you, but to respect for what it's done, it's amazing. And I'm so happy to see this. Fortnite, you know, epic. Sometimes you get flack, but when you also do it right, you do it right. Um, and everything. You're paying developers proper. You're giving developers a bigger percentage if they put their game on your platform. Uh, and everything. It's like, it's amazing. And it's great to hear this. And now you're hiring a ton of people with benefits, stableness. Just like, just, just, oh, just, just give me this, man. Just give us, just give me this all, man. This is amazing. I'm so happy about this. When I read this, I was just like, <gasps> Why is it only in the US? That's <laughs> where Epic Games is based. <laughs> but they've got company. They've got they've got offices in the UK. But do they have QA testers in those offices in the UK? Or temp workers in those offices? They own the Fall Guys, Wait, so yes. Why the fuck am I talking? Why the fuck am I defending the, the big corporation? Yeah, yeah Epic. Fuck you, say. Epic. Yeah. Whoa, where's Wait, our where, where's our fucking where's our fucking full time QA testing team? That being said, they are also hiring like crazy over in the UK as well. So I mean I'm so happy about this. This is amazing. I'm always and, happy that like you know me. I'm always happy that like people who work on the video games that I love 
get trapped better. Like, hopefully, like, crunch isn't an issue at Epic Games anymore. Um, well, it's not getting rough for a port of Don, so hopefully, yeah. <laughs> to 22 weeks later. <laughs> before this podcast comes out that's usually what happens <laughs> like, next morning you'll just you'll just see me you'll just see me tweet the picard face but i'm not tomorrow morning and you'll know what's happened yeah 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 don't do it don't do it to wind me up please I, no i wouldn't do it to wind you up. um unless i forget and do it for something completely unrelated and you're just like no and i'm just like no it's for something else don't worry um yeah so like like we haven't heard about it for a couple couple of years, so I'm hoping that like they've fixed their shit, um, and because then this is great if they have fixed their shit. This is fantastic news, um, for all of those people who are gonna get like full time stable jobs. That's that's awesome. I love it. it must it that's must. All that it, it, in fact, I don't need to say it must have had temporary <clears throat> jobs before. It fucking sucks. <laughs> like, like not knowing like if you're going to be employed in like a few months or whatever. Um, so that having that stability is not is nice. The games industry could use a lot more, a lot more sta- stability. <laughs> yeah. Like this. Agreed. Um. And thank you for bringing it to my attention. Again, I just want to point out that this was fucking released after I did the show notes. <laughs> so it's not my fault I didn't include it. I wasn't trying to make a depressing podcast episode, Moody. <laughs> Sometimes the games industry just be like that. <laughs> when you go down a tunnel of shit... It's hard to get out. I can appreciate that. <laughs> and find the shining lights. I've got to I, I try so hard. I try so hard to find the positive stories. I found one. And I thought the best place to put it was at the end. <laughs> so then it's at the end of the tunnel of shit. You get to the, get out of the tunnel of shit. And it's like, oh, this is nice. Um, But anyway. Next story. Checkpoint reached. Paradox, rep- Paradox Report notes cases of harassment, but doesn't fire anyone. This is from Sean Murray over at The Gamer. He writes, Paradox... Yeah, we're good. Paradox has published its third-party review of the company following allegations of sexual harassment and abuse that surfaced last year. A leaked internal survey has previously reported that roughly half of employees and nearly 70% of women experienced some form of abusive treatment, while Swedish news media reported more specific and disturbing incidents. Following the report, Paradox's union requested a few... requested... That can't be what the word's supposed to be. Following the report, Paradox's union requested a review by Gender Balance, a Swedish firm that specialised in gender discrimination issues. Paradox recently published its report noting that there were, quote, relatively few severe cases, end quote, of harassment and that those cases did not warrant, quote, termination of employment, end quote, under Swedish law. Uh, Paradox Chief of Staff Matthias Lilger wrote, quote, We believe that complete transparency is the best way to move forward and address the issues and behaviours that have been identified. On February 7th, 2022, Gender Balance delivered the final report and recommendations from their audit. It was shared with all Paradox employees shortly after, and now we are publishing it, end quote. 
The report noted, most cases of abusive behavior fell into a legal gray zone that defied current def definitions but was still harmful <clears throat> for the victim. Those behaviors included, quote, using harsh and demeaning language, ridicule, recurring mean-spirited criticism, unfairly questioning competence, interrupting or speaking over someone in meetings, and blaming and shaming, end quote. Most of the perpetrators were male employees or managers. Other behaviours noted were unsolicited comments on a female employee's appearance, having work questioned in ways which aren't done with male employees, or recurring use of negative gender stereotypes. Many women reported using coping mechanisms such as avoiding certain people, putting up a harsh facade, or saying they're in a relationship to avoid unwanted attention. Speaking to Swedish news outlet Direct, Lilja confirmed that even in the few cases of severe harassment, Quote, termination of employment was not a legally permissible measure, however other measures have come into play, end quote. Paradox has also implemented new harassment policies, improved its processes for case management, provided additional specialist training to staff, and reinforced support <coughs> structure for management in HR. Paradox also updated its guidelines surrounding alcohol for internal and external events. Jeez. Did the Tories do that as well? <laughs> yeah, it's called BYOB. Um, so harassment cases are found and no one gets fired. <laughs> it's all a gray area. It gets but very gray. Making the person uncomfortable, that's okay. Making them feel terrible, that's okay. Making them feel like they probably don't even want to go into work, that's okay. Just, yeah, you know, it's just. It's 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 nothing. It's it's all hap hap how hap hand hand hazard and everything. I can't even say the word properly. I don't care. Haphazard. Fudge. The word you're looking for. Fudge. You paradox. Like seriously. Like <clears throat> to do nothing. You're saying really important things. Keep saying that. I need to pee. <laughs> okay. You're doing not. You're doing nothing. Is disgusting and is damaging to your employees who have suffered harassment sexual or otherwise in any type of form it is disgusting it is terrible i can only imagine the anxiety your staff are going through because of this and you want to keep high, you want to keep on board the people who have so, who have been causing this terribleness the harassment towards your staff you want to keep them on board you don't want to help the majority over the you want to help the few over the 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 small few over the over the main minority and that's what you want to do literally go screw yourselves paradox this is disgusting you should be ashamed of yourselves uh all those male employees and managers you should be all removed immediately straight away and i don't care like that like gray or not it doesn't mean anything if any harassment is disgusting. Like it is vile. It's it's oh, it's like you get made uncomfortable to what not. If you're made uncomfortable to go to your workplace, you that you have a right to call that person out, and you have a right to be calling shit out because of this. And I hope everyone who has suffered sadly because suffered because of these deplorable human beings. Uh, are okay and are safe and are hopefully getting things properly sorted for themselves but fuck paradox um yeah i can't really disagree with that like i'm not an expert on swedish employment law so 
I don't care about the law. This is the thing about no, no, it. This is what I hate about it. No, sorry if I have the button there. I apologize there. But screw the laws. What's right and what's wrong? I'm sick of these type of things. Our law, the laws in this country allow us to get away with murder. Oh, okay. What's right or wrong here? That's just the premise of the purge, right? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Um, anyway, as I was saying, um, I don't, sorry, I don't know. No, it's fine. I don't I like. So I don't know Swedish employment law at all. I'm just throwing that out there as as for what I'm about to say. But um, if 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 let's let, right companies I've worked for in the past, if someone sexually harassed someone else who who is also an employee or a customer or a customer or someone who is visiting or whatever. That would break the rules of the workplace. So from my understanding of how it works in this country, what I take away from this is that sexual harassment at Paradox Interactive isn't a fireable offense. It's a-okay, apparently. Um, because, like, here in the UK... Like that's something you can can get fired for, and 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 it's not a gray area. Like if Billy was to sexually harass Martha in a in a in a workplace, Billy would be <laughs> committing an offence that you can get sacked for but apparently that's not the case of paradox interactive like this isn't this is me this isn't me like knowing what anything about paradox interactive's internal company structure this is me trying to work out from what has been said what the crack is at paradox interactive because from what it sounds like that is the crack of paradox interactive Termination of employment was not a legally permissible measure that means that either in Swedish employment law or at Paradox Interactive itself, sexual harassment is not a fireable, is not a sackable offense. And that is bullshit. <laughs> like, either in the law of the country, or as part of, like, the, 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 the rules of the, of the company. Like, that's bullshit. Harassing someone out, like, you work with should be a sackable offense. But apparently it's not. <laughs> Like, I'm laughing because I don't know what to do. I want to scream, like, <laughs> about this. Like, Matthias Lilger, Paradox's chief of staff, said, We believe that complete transparency is the best way to move forward and address the issues and behaviours that have been identified, and then went on to obfuscate a lot of the points. Like, his, the final quote in this news story is, Termination of employment was not legally permissible measure. However, other measures have come into play. What measures? How is that transparent? <laughs> what did you do about the sexual, about the severe harassment, like the, the few cases of severe harassment that are being referenced in that final quote? What are the measures that have come into play? What did you do? Because I can take what, what it like, I, I have to now take my own view on this, which is it doesn't sound like you've done anything. So, what have you done? It's <laughs> my question, I guess, to Paradox Interactive. 
What did you actually do about this? It's very transparent. <laughs> like I know ex- if I'm having to ask basic questions, like, so what did you do about it? Like, we read the thing last year, the the new the new story that that obviously kicked this whole thing off. And I remember the details, and the details were pretty horrible. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like there were next to no consequences mm-hmm. for the perpetrators <clears throat> of those things. Mm-hmm. So to quote Moody, um, in previous in previous episodes where we've talked about the things that have happened at other companies, I will just say this to all of the all of the the people who suffer at Paradox Interactive, which is run. Run away from this company. Find a different one. I know that's easier said than done, but it doesn't sound like Paradox Interactive is a great place to be to work. So run fast and far. Yeah. I'm done. That was my speech. Run away. We need to make a game company, Moody, where we just like treat everyone fairly and with dignity and respect. It's not that hard. I mean, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it really it's isn't not. hard, for God's sakes. Just when you read these type of things in any type of form in the world, you'd literally just go, right? Like bigotry, racism, sexism homophobia transphobia the whole shebang man it just makes no sense in my head of like why is any of this offensive to you because they're doing nothing they just want to live their lives in normal happiness and you are actively trying to disrupt it pretty much pretty can confirm i'm I'm just trying to get on with my... I just want to play video games, read books, drink hot chocolate, and chat video games with one of my best friends. That's what I want out of life. <laughs> that's it. That's my life. That's that's my dream life. Um, But we don't live in that world, unfortunately. We live in a world with a lot of terrible people, and unfortunately, a lot of those people seem to have found their ways to the tops of video game companies. <laughs> And I hate that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Let's move on. Oh, yep. God. It's the last bad one. It's the last bad one. It's the last bad one. UK retailer game does Edgelord Valentine's ad joking about domestic violence immediately withdraws it. This is from Rich Stanton over at PC Gamer. who writes, the UK retailer game is still holding on. The last significant specialist game shop left standing on the country's high streets. Game also sells online and, as every brand does these days, has a variety of social media accounts that hop on to whatever the day's big topic is and link the firm's wares in somehow. Today, well, not today, but last Monday was Valentine's Day, and so Game had an ad ready to go. Unfortunately, it's one of those that makes you wonder how anyone thought this was a good idea. The now-deleted tweet spotted by Eurogamer said, quote, Love your phone as much as your console. Show it, show it you care and upgrade here, end quote. 
followed by a link <coughs> to the store and the hashtag Valentine's Day. The problem wasn't the text, but the accompanying image showing four iPhones, three busted up and one in pristine condition with the caption, quote, shh, baby, I ain't going to treat you like the others, end quote. Whatever the intentions were, what games marketing team has managed to do here is graft a joke about domestic violence to its big Valentine's Day push. It is kind of jaw-dropping in its tone deafness, and reaction at the time was uniformly negative, with several commenters mentioning that domestic violence reports, for instance, tend to spike around holidays and major events such as the day before's Super Bowl. Game deleted the advert and replaced it with a competition to win a controller. Jesus. Jesus Christ, right? <laughs> I didn't realize game was still around in the UK. Uh, yeah, we we went to one. <laughs> That's why you, you got me the Isabel plush. I have one around my area. Not, the closest one is literally Dallin. Yeah, you got me Isabel from, from the morning. Yeah, I don't know, from the, yeah, from the matter, yeah. yeah no, but like literally all over ones from my area, like the little towns and cities. Like oh, yeah, like close. the small town ones close, but they're still in like the cities and stuff, because there's one yeah. in there in, in town the centre as well. One in the main Newcastle town centre, yeah. But yeah, I anyway, um, good God. Uh-huh. Yo, um, marketing department really needs uh, a kick the up their backside. Tell me there are no women working in your marketing department without me telling you telling me there are no women working in your marketing department probably is no women working in actually you know what you know what i could say that there might be some women working in games marketing department but from the sounds of this ad copy it sounds like that they might have drawn up some <clears throat> objections in a meeting but they were probably talked over by the men i won't lie like, i i haven't seen the image or anything like that but going off what describes how it's described it's abysmal but the wording isn't that great either. Love your phone as much as your console. Show it the care and upgrade here. It's like you basically just said, replace it because you can get a better version. And then you put a description of a, of a, obviously of the of the picture and everything like that. You literally said, actually, yeah. I, you know I've what? got rid of. I've got. I've my old girlfriends were all partners were nothing compared to you. I will won't treat you how I treated them. And when you show the picture of the phones that are busted, you're just like. What the hell was your previous relationships? <laughs> I mean, I... I have both been in and know people who have been in abusive relationships. Um, and yeah, I got I got blinded by that by that second comment. Shh, baby, I ain't going to treat you like the others. You make a very good point. Love your phone as much as you love your console. Show it you care and upgrade here. Show it you care by getting rid of it <laughs> for a newer, sexier model. Like, what yeah. the fuck is going on at Games Marketing Department? <laughs> <laughs> like legit it's 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 bonkers like no wonder they're gonna go under in like 10 years like time. jesus guys like guys and i'm i feel confident in saying the word guys there jesus guys get your shit together like did you all get in a room and like think it's valentine's day what 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 should the theme of our of our poster be for our special valentine's day offer domestic violence yeah that sounds like a really good oh that's a great theme i've got a great joke for it as well we'll get some broken iphones and we'll have the we'll have the we'll have the one pristine one going i ain't gonna treat you like the others like i'm genuinely fast i mean i'm mortified and appalled that this happened but i am genuinely fascinating what that conversation in what that conversation actually was that led to this happening like how many people did this pass and everyone just went, Yeah, it's good. 
Yeah, that's good. Ha! I get it. It's funny because the other phones got abused in their previous relationships. Ha ha ha, great joke. Yep. Oh, marketing. <laughs> oh, marketing. Just, 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 uh, just, oh. That's what's going to kill me, you know. These companies, they're going to kill me. Which one? All of them. (laughs) All of them. (laughs) Combined. (laughs) It's going to be like the scene from Office Space, except I'm the printer. (laughs) Like. I haven't seen Office Space. I'll show you. I'll show you the clip. It's a very famous clip that's been pirated in a lot of things. But, uh. I. Words fail me. They can, yeah. And this place is called Words About Games. Great, thanks, game. Now I've got to change the name of the whole fucking site. <laughs> I'm speechless. <laughs> Words about speechless. <laughs> Silence about bullshit. <laughs> no way, that doesn't sound no, good. I was gonna say speechless, that <laughs> speechless about bullshit. <laughs> there we go. Still kind of problematic. <laughs> Well, if I'm speechless about it, yeah, it says you're speechless, like, but it also says I'll you put about, a picture of me this. being like, being like, on every single, on every single mm-hmm. thumbnail where it looks like I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. But like, really exaggerate you it, you know, and be like, yeah. Don't forget the pog part. It just looks like I'm ready for something else. <laughs> I know. <laughs> 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 this episode's been going all this, over this episode's like every direction last, last, last week's episode was a train wreck because of technical difficulties this week's episode's a train wreck because we've just lost it I think yeah. we've just lost it at this point yeah. like Something... Yeah, my brain's not firing on all cylinders. I don't anyway, think I was already tired. I don't think it's necessarily <laughs> the fact that neither one of us are firing on all cylinders this week. I just think it's the fact that something inside me has just snapped. <laughs> well, before we move on to the next one, Darth has died. <laughs> There's no light in him anymore. Oh wow! It, it hung on for a while. Yeah. Um. Fair play. It's fine mm. now because more people are going to have their eyes drawn towards the bulb. So. That's true. Uh, or the little one as well. Or the other Bulbasaur. There's three Bulbasaurs there. <laughs> Let's just be frank here. Yeah. Or the other <laughs> other Bulbasaur. <laughs> That's awesome. That's Bulbasaur. so fun. Bulbasaur. Shall we move on? Yeah. Nice quick positive story before we get into the tidbits. Horizon Forbidden West was delayed in part to avoid crunch. This is from Victoria Kennedy over at Eurogamer who writes, In a welcome change of narrative, it turns out the developers of Horizon Forbidden West chose to delay the game's release in part to avoid its employees having to crunch. Director Matthias uh, Mathis de Jong sorry, spoke to Dutch site NU.nl about Horizon Forbidden West, its delays and the work culture at Guerrilla. He said, quote, Forbidden West might have been released at the end of last year, but then we might have had to work overtime. That also played a part in the decision to release the game now. We are very aware of the disadvantages of crunching, so we take that into account a lot in our planning. To give an example, at Christmas we said that there would be no work and that everyone could just have a two-week vacation. The company was closed. You couldn't even go there to work, end quote. Amazing. That's great. That's great to hear. That's you what you want to hear. You know what? Yeah. I'm going to applaud that. I'm going to applaud that. Yeah. 
Giving staff Christmas off. Giving staff Christmas With their off. families. Delaying the game yeah. to avoid crunch. Yeah. No like, doubt. it's the thing we always say when a game gets delayed. You or I will say, I hope this means that they're, they're not going to crunch, even though I think deep down we know that they are. This is the idea. Yeah. yeah, this is the ideal. It's like we could release whenever Horizon was originally supposed to release, but that would mean crunch. So let's not do that. Yeah. And just release it in February of 2022 because guess what? People still buy it, people still play it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. I won't lie. I, I, I'm playing it right now and I am enjoying what I've played so far and everything That's like cool. that. Yeah. Um, indeed, I would say it still needed a little bit longer. Just that little bit more in the oven. Yeah. Um, okay. Like maybe like a month, like an extra month maybe, uh, and everything. But uh, either way, oh, this is uh, I'm so happy about for for them and I think to hear about this like doing this type of thing. It's like it's what you want to hear. Like, I'm all for it. Yeah, I refuse to crunch even on my fucking college work. I've got a teacher who tries to fucking crunch, and I literally just go. <laughs> like that. Yeah, um, like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like like Elden let's take Elden Ring. Elden Ring is my most anticipated game of twenty twenty two. Like and if they turn around and said, Look, we're not gonna bring like it's supposed to be coming out in February, but we're not gonna release it until October so that we don't have to crunch our employees, I'd just go, Cool. Take your time. I'll play something else. Because I haven't, I haven't played Horizon yet. I played something else instead. I'm not allowed to talk about. It. You know what it is. They don't. <laughs> That's all well done, Guerrilla Games. Well and done, well Guerrilla Games. And also well done to the success of Horizon. And Horizon, yeah, it's been very successful um, from what I've seen so far. Yeah. <clears throat> Should we do some little tidbits? Some little yeah. gaming tidbits. Some bullet points, get some things to talk about. Dragon Age 4 is likely to release in late 2023, according to a report from GamesBeat's Jeff Grubb. I don't think that's to release eventually. It has, has to, to come out eventually. Like you yeah. can't, you <laughs> can't hold off forever. <laughs> yeah, they can't just keep pushing. They can't just get the working on it. We know they are. But they it's going to have to release eventually. Um, yeah, if it comes 2023. That's fantastic. Like I am excited to play the next Dragon Age. Like like I like I always have an urge just to go back and like continue my save that I've that I was doing on in- Inquisition. Like I've also had an urge to maybe do Origins and then two, but I'm just like nah <laughs> I look at it, I'm just like, no. Origins <laughs> is so good though. I loved it. Yeah. Don't uh, play it no, on console, I, play it with a mouse and keyboard. It's one of the few times you'll hear me say that. <laughs> that's interesting. But no, yeah, it's um yeah. Not surprised. And, and Jeff Cobb, well, nine times out of ten, he's pretty he knows close. what he's talking about. Yeah, he knows what he's talking about. There's no doubt. Like so. it would have been nice if Dragon Age had have come out this year, like in the year of all of the the big awesome games that everyone's excited yeah. for. But like I think in my heart of hearts, realistically, I did not expect this game to come out in twenty twenty two. So I didn't know I want Do you think we see it this year? I think we might see it, see, it. see it this year. Like if it is coming out late twenty twenty three, it's gotta be as yeah, long as they're as long as they're not doing an anthem, it's gotta be pretty deep into development at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what do you think? Do you think 
E3-ish or Game E3, Awards-ish? Whatever, whatever E3 is. Like, it... E3 is a possibility. Like, whatever EA does this summer is a possibility. But we did get the initial reveal of the Game Awards, which makes me think we might get, like, the re-reveal of the Game Awards. Yeah. Like, that's where we got Mass Effect 3 as well, I remember. I yeah. got the first trailer for that at the Game Awards. Um, Like... I, th- I think I think the game awards. It's if you think if you think it's a good kind of good marketing ploy, re-reveal it at the game awards one year out basically of when it's basically, meant to be basically yeah. come out, and then when E three twenty twenty three comes around, do a proper gameplay reveal. Yeah, whatever E three is that year, and then yeah, do the rem- full... yeah. Like I liked the way they did Inquisition, where it was like they revealed inquisition and then they did a big thing at e3 where it was like this is dragon age inquisition check it out and then when it got to gamescom because that was back in the days when everybody did gamescom shows and at gamescom they they didn't like milk it what i remember the dragon age inquisition thing was the woman with the violin who played the theme live and i was like that's so cool like that's really cool oh the 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 music for dragon age the theme for dragon age inquisition it's on my video game yeah. playlist. I hear it every now and again. Um, yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, this is great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Game Awards, you'll see a re-reveal. Probably like yeah. a story thing. So not like gameplay or anything. And then probably like E3 time next next year. will be the, the big blowout. And they'll be like, it's coming yeah. November 12th, 2023. Or whatever the fucking day it's coming out. October, November, probably, yeah. 2023. I'm throwing out a random date so that when they announce that actual date, I can go back in the podcast and be like, I'm a psychic. <laughs> <laughs> and no one believed me on no this. No me. me. <laughs> it worked that one time with Xbox One X <laughs> yeah. and the Fallout 4 thing. So it's worked twice. One day yeah. I'm going to get it happen again. Speaking of Xbox. Speaking of Xbox, Avowed is also aiming for an early 2023 release. Surprised to hear early. So we're going to see that this year then. I don't think Avowed's a big hitter. Like, I feel like... I feel like late 2023 games for, for Xbox will be in the realms of, like, Fable. Yeah. Or something like Perfect Dark. Something, yeah. something with a brand name. Like, yeah. recognition. Avowed yeah. coming out in early 2023, I think there's a good shout well, it needs to start getting something out because they haven't really got. Have they dropped anything this year yet? They haven't. Uh no. Nothing of significance. Oh. They bought somebody. <laughs> they, yeah, maybe they were a little bit preoccupied. Um, I think they'll have some stuff coming out in the second half of the year. But yeah. again, they're it's still just... spinning up on on all the new studios and all the new acquisitions. Yeah. So. It still seem it does seem like it's gonna be like a, a quiet first six months of Activision. Redfall for, for, is supposed for. to be coming out in summer, twenty twenty two. But summer can mean anywhere between June and August, so yeah. And I think so that's I still said, I said six months, so yeah. yeah. So it's yeah, it might not come out in the first months. six months. Yeah, it's like I don't yeah. think there's anything else. Like even like Game Pass games that are coming out are all like third party indie stuff like Tunic and and uh Total War Warhammer three and stuff. It's all just it's third party signed stuff. 
So that's kind of surprising. But at the end of the day, as long as I guess as long as they're not rushing in and not yeah, no, like staff, I think that's all. That's, I think we we'll mind. get there. I think we'll get we're getting towards that point where Xbox is releasing games on a more steady basis. I just think we need to we need to wait for the levy to break first. So, so they can't just have Starfield for the end of the year. Else. I think Starfield's going to come out at the end of the year, but that's just me. Um, they'll have Forza, I would have thought. Forza Motorsports Forza, 7, Motorsport. yeah. 8, whatever, whatever the next one is. And I, Starfield will definitely be planned to come out in November. <laughs> um, like, if Avada's coming out in early 2023, that might be sort of like the beginning of the things coming out at a more steady pace. Because yeah. you got to think like Hellblade's going to come out next year. Um and I would have thought Fable, something else like Fable, like Perfect Dark, is probably being aimed at for next year. The initiative's yeah. been working on Perfect Dark for years. Like, and like the uh, Playground's been working on Fable for years. Yeah, like I used to talk about those two games when I was a co-host on my Xbox and me, which was a long yeah. time ago. So... It was the secret that we all knew was. It was the thing it? where it was like, what, what open world RPG could could Playground be working on? I don't know. I feel like everyone in fucking Britain <laughs> knew that it was like it's Fable. They're making Fable. <laughs> Can we just say it already, Microsoft? Yeah, please. Uh anyway, uh, let's keep going. Final Fantasy XIV's free trial is set to return on February 22nd after it was disabled due to the massive increase in players following Endwalker's release. You know, it was funny. Um, two days ago, I was playing Lost Ark, right? Booted Lost Ark up, played it for 10 minutes. And I was just like, fuck, I don't have the energy for this. Didn't take long. I wonder if, oh, you know what? Maybe they should download, finally download Final Fantasy XIV. Checked, the free trial wasn't up. A day later, this news story happened, and I was like, ooh, it's back. <laughs> it's coming back. So, like, Lost Ark has basically convinced me to try Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah, there'll be a video coming out, but it's just like, it's... <clears throat> I've been meaning to try Final Fantasy XIV for a long time, to be fair. I look at it and I'm going, I'm so happy this is an amazing success, especially with what happened to the first version of this game. But I'm like, I ain't touching this. <laughs> like, everything I've heard about it, like Sadie plays it. um, And like, uh, people on my timeline play it like, all the time and rave about it and like there's people out here whose opinions i'd like value and trust about video games saying this is the best final fantasy that no one's played like that people who play other final fantasies haven't played and i was like i feel like that was taught that was targeted at me specifically (laughs) (laughs) i've played so many final fantasies but apparently i haven't played the best one Oh yeah. You thought seven remake was the best one? Oh god, Amy. <laughs> nine was the best one. <laughs> You're right. Nine is the best one. Nine is fucking phenomenal game. I but hope yeah. the rumors that that there might be remaking that. Yeah, that's true. We finish the first remake first. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> 
Christ. Don't get me wrong. I'd love to play a Final <laughs> Fantasy IX remake. But yeah. can we finish seven first? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can we do... Can you get seven? Can we just do first one at a time? Is that is that cool? Yeah. Is that all right? Yeah. And uh, poor it's just going to be completely forgotten about. <laughs> yeah. Poor it. Poor it. Poor it. Uh, an analyst is claiming that Dead Island 2 is still in development and is set to release before March 2023, which would be almost nine <clears> years <throat> after its initial reveal. I don't care. I played this before, man. I've played this. I know I say this every time Dead Island 2 comes up, but I fucking played this game. Did you? Yeah. By the way, if it comes out on March, it ain't the game you it's played. It's definitely <laughs> not going to be the same game. But it's cool. It's like a forgotten relic of time. It's like uh, yeah, I played yeah. Dead Island 2. Yeah, I remember the trailer for it for yeah the guy B3 running for playstation yeah yeah, yeah that yeah. was the reveal yeah it was, a good it was trailer. the year after the playstation 3 4 came out yeah it was the, the e3 after that so yeah, yeah it was yeah. 2014 because that was the year i yeah. played a, a yeah. demo of it yeah 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 i believe it when i see it and uh, oh yeah big style don't care so like hey it might be, i'll check it out if it Come ever on. if it ever comes out <laughs> I enjoyed the, I first, the one. first one. I don't think one. Oh. I don't think, yeah, the I first, think it's going to have anything to do with the first ones. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else we got? <laughs> EA partially blames the surprise launch of Halo Infinite for Battlefield 2042's release. <laughs> Your IP is bigger than Halo. Shut up. Your IP is bigger than Halo. That's it. That's the argument. You've lost the argument. Shut up. Fuck off. You threw out a broken dead ass game. <laughs> I don't, know, I don't know if that's not necessarily true or not. I'd have to look it up and I can't be bothered. But, like, yeah, there are there's so many things contributed to Battlefield 2042's subpar release that had nothing to do with Halo Infinite. But it, as a Titanfall fan, if Halo Infinite was responsible for Battlefield 2042's subpar release in any way, I'm just going to enjoy the taste of that delicious irony. Hmm. Tastes like justice for Titanfall. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Releasing it right next to another big... But yeah, all of these different shooters have different audiences, so it shouldn't matter. <laughs> you're unmuted, I'm pretty sure. No, I was moved away. <laughs> I just went, I'm not going to say it out loud. Yeah, I'm not saying anything when it comes to Titanfall. I'm, no, hey, I'm just pointing out the irony. <laughs> like, the irony is delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, but it had nothing to do with Halo Infinite surprise releasing. Like, it had everything to do with the fact that Battlefield 42, you keeps doing this. I pointed it out when Mass Effect Andromeda came out, where it's like they put a fucking trial out before the game came out that didn't have a day one patch applied to it. And didn't cover, like, any good parts of the game. So everybody played this fucking trial before the game came out. And it generated negative buzz. Again, with Anthem, they did a trial so that people could play the game before the day one patch came out. Now, the day one patch didn't save Anthem. <laughs> but it didn't didn't help that it was coming out to launch and riding this negative buzz. Because they'd let people play it too early. <laughs> and then Battlefield 2042, it's like, people. there's a <coughs> negative buzz coming because it's broken. And that's before the games even came out. And it just rides this wave of negativity. And basically what I'm saying is, if you're going to do these fucking trials, release the games with the patches. <laughs> that Step one. <laughs> Don't release broken games. Game reviewers will, you know, play a game without the, without the day one patch and read the giant list of notes that you give them in review notes. But 
normal gamers won't do that. They'll play the game and go, it's broke. <laughs> and then they'll tell everybody. Then they'll make memes about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got. T- I'm going to just do, put both of these next ones together. Uh, the Last of Us TV show is aiming for a 2023 release. And the Halo TV show has already been renewed for a second season. I was disappointed to hear that the Last of Us show, because like it's already filmed and everything. But um, out in a day, take your time. Yeah, I mean, no problem whatsoever. I don't mind. I don't mind like that. Like, yeah, we'll take your time and everything yeah, like definitely. that. But I just thought, like, with obviously the rumors that Last of Us, the new, yeah. the Last of Us remake is going to be out this year. I thought they would have wanted to try and get that out at the same time. But then maybe thinking about, it, they don't. Maybe there's enough things different in the TV show that they don't want to have a crossover effect type of thing, which they're already gonna, they're going to get a crossover effect anyway when the show comes it's out. It's called The Last Whatever. of Us. I mean, it's going to have a crossover effect. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Like I said, <laughs> but yeah, um, Halo. That's surprising, but how that means they're they, confident in the quality of they're the confident of the yeah. show. And to be fair, I, I like that trailer. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And shout out to Uncharted, hundred million gross global worldwide. Congratulations to that. Even though like you didn't allow reviews to review the film until after it came out, that was a big. I was like, oh god, that tells us what this film is already to me. Yeah, we already know people are going to go and see it. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, it's time for games out this week, Moody. Oh great. Okay. I can always do it. You know, like I don't mind. Yes, do it for me. Yeah, because it seems like you kind of. Yeah. Uh, I'm. Oh, I am knackered. Allow me. Like, allow me. Allow. If you want to do it next week and the week after, you can as well. I don't mind doing <laughs> it permanently. <laughs> I did it, and then you suggested doing it yourself, and I just went, "All right, if you want." <laughs> I don't mind doing it. Yeah, the trial has failed. The year-long uh, trial. Is there was a long trial. <laughs> I didn't even realize it was a trial. Yeah, <laughs> you just, you, I thought with... you were just slowly taking control of the podcast from it piece by piece. <laughs> yeah. Well, me and Fox is dead, and then Fox is left. So. Then, that was that the plan. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting me and Fox is to take over and just and everything, Fox and then Fox is left. Fox is failed like, on the plan. Oh no, Moody's in charge again. I'm out. <laughs> I, I, I thought the plan I, was for me to be road. in charge, Moody. Now nah, I'm out. <laughs> I see. I know this road. Ah, <laughs> uh, games out this week on February 22nd. We have Destiny 2: The Witch Queen, Witch Queen for PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Delve into Savathun's Thrawn world to uncover the mystery of how she and her lucent hive stole the light. Learn the secrets of crafting new weapons, the new glaive, and survive the truth within her web of lies. Also, February 22nd, we've got Monarch for PlayStation, Switch, and PC. Could you face yourself and the threats around you to save the ones you love? Shin Mikado Academy is engulfed in a madness-inducing mist, and only you can save everyone inside. Develop your ego to break the pact set by the pact bearers and remove the corrupting mist. Uh, lastly, on February 22nd, we've got Soul Cresta coming to PlayStation, Switch, and PC. Soul Cresta, rise like the phoenix and take back the sun. <laughs> Neo-classic shooting strikes back. Doc, split, and form up. Pilot three fighters and take back the sun from the clutches of evil in this free-form shooting game with the spirit of 80s shooting classics Moon Cresta and Terra Cresta. On February 24th, Martha is Dead comes to PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Martha is Dead is a dark first-person psychological thriller set in 1944 Italy that blurs the lines between reality, superstition, and the tragedy of war. 
Also on February 24th, Ghost on the Shore comes to PC, an exploration game about emotional ties that transcend even death. Riley is faced <coughs> with a headstrong ghost, urging her on an adventure across atmospheric shores, uncovering the island's tragic secret. Choices in dialogue shape the bond between the two, ultimately deciding Riley's fate. And also on February 24th, Grid Legends comes to PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Grid Legends delivers thrilling wheel-to-wheel motorsport action. Create dream race events, hop into live races, experience a dramatic virtual production story, and embrace the sensation of spectacular racing. Lastly, February 25th, 2022... It, the day it finally happens. The day Amy's been waiting for for years. Atelier Sophie 2, <clears throat> the alchemist of the mysterious dream, comes to PlayStation Switch and PC. A mysterious story of a mysterious dream. This is a story about one of the adventures Sophie the alchemist had after she left her hometown of Kirchin Bell. Kirchin Bell, sorry. And of course, Elden Ring is coming to PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. The new fantasy action RPG. Rise tarnished and be guided by grace to brandish the power of the Elden Ring and become an Elden Lord in the lands between. Are you streaming that? Oh, hell yeah. I hope it comes in time on launch day, otherwise I'll just do it on Monday. We can still do the thing if you want to do it. What's the thing? Oh, the thing. No, no, I'm alright. (laughs) I have budget. (laughs) Well, I can buy it, and you just have to pay me back when you can. We'll talk. <laughs> because it's time for Open Critic Head to Head. I can do my own segue here. This is this is the story, though. No, this is the game myself and Moody play every single week where we try to guess the Open Critic average of one upcoming game. Whoever guesses closest to the score gets one point. If you guess the score correctly, you get two points. Last week... We tried to guess the open critic average of Horizon Forbidden West. I guessed it would get an 89. Moody guessed it would get a 91. And at the time of recording, Horizon Forbidden West has an open critic average of 89, which means Amy actually got it right and gets two points, playing the scores at Amy 4, Moody <coughs> 1. This week, we're going to try and guess the open critic average of Elden Ring. Reviews drop. It's literally on the homepage in two, two days. days, 16 hours, 28 minutes, and 44 seconds from when we're recording this. <sighs> Ladies first. Uh, you just want me. You just first. want me. I know because you know I'm first. going fucking. I don't know, Moody. I'm so excited for this game. Like, right. unreasonably excited for this game. You know, you know, I am. Like, mm-hmm. I could. This is one of those games where I can't trust myself mm-hmm. and what I think. But I am going four and ninety. That's where I'm going. I'm going one up on Horizon for Ben West. Damn it! That was the number I was going to go. Yeah, I thought you were going to go. I thought you were going to go higher. No, I felt like, like the thing is, Moody. It probably will go higher. But all last year, I constantly fell into the trap of the games I was excited for. I'd go higher. So yeah. I've. I've held myself back a little bit. Been like, okay, what's realistic? I think a 90 is realistic. I think, because, go on, sorry. No, go on. No, I was going to say, because I think a lot of people are going to, because there's been this buzz. Elfie mentioned it uh, when we were streaming 
um, when she was like, this sounds like the one that everybody's saying is going to be the perfect jumping on point for people who have never played a From Software game. And as me and you both laughed and said, they say that for everyone, every single one. But I feel like this might be the one where a lot of reviewers are going to be like my first um, FromSoft game. And some of them aren't going to like it. <laughs> Sorry, I, I interrupted you. Please continue. Got me thinking there. <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything. I should just let you do no. whatever you were going to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, if here's a story from last week. So last week when we were doing Horizon Forbidden West, I typed, when, when, when you gave yours out and I said, I'm going to guess, I typed 88. But then my brain quickly reset and I said 89 out loud. <laughs> So I almost missed. So 88 isn't the default position anymore. Mm. Shout out to Total War Warhammer 3 for getting an 85 and an 88 on Mac on Open Critic though, because that's fucking that's dope. I love that. Love to see that. Yeah, no doubt. Congratulations to that. I am not researching whatsoever. No, no, did you not check in Sekiro and Fucking hell, man. So tight, you bastards. <laughs> How do you spell Sekiro? S-E-K-I-R-O. And I'll save you some time. It got a 90. <laughs> we'll go Bloodborne score. 91. Invoking one of the best games I've made. Fair play. You want to know the original score I was going to go for? Before go you... Deterred me away. Go I was gonna go ninety four. What? Why wouldn't you go ninety four? That sounds awesome. You'd be a hero. Ninety four. If week, you get a, if you say ninety four <laughs> and it gets ninety four, you'll be a hero. <laughs> you'd be able to walk away slow motion. <laughs> you want to do a quick uh, fantasy critic? Thing? Um, yeah, we can do. I mean, you know, if you wanna, because I know you got tired. time. We've got time, but just if you're tired, we can. No, no, I'm tired. We've got yeah, a, we've got done. a few we minutes. Can go. We can um, do it. Cool. Fantasy critic checking. <clears throat> the last time we did this, Pokemon had just come out. So if you bear with me one second, I just need to open up the full league history. <clears throat> uh, so the last yep. time we did this, Moody was the only point scorer. You had uh, 15 points from Pokemon Legends Arceus. You now have 14 points from Pokemon Legends Arceus. Um, it keeps going this. up and down. Yeah, it it'll do that. Going... It'll, they all do that. Yeah, someone will put a good review out and it goes back up to well, 95. So, so I was behind so Keith when we were chatting the other day in the, in the Discord chat. I was behind him. Yeah. But now yeah. I'm tied with him. <laughs> um, so since then... Um, Not Moody on my has, end, you know. According to this, I am. Moody hasn't had any... Yeah, because it rounds... Oh, that's weird. It shouldn't be. Um, yeah, you're right. Yours says 33. His says 35 on mine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does. Sorry. Sorry, I'm scrolling through it. Just da, 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 da. Okay. Uh, so, <clears throat> last time we checked in on this, Mooney, you were the only point scorer. You had 15 points. You now got 14 points with one game released, which is Pokemon Legends Arceus. I am yeah. in second place with two games released uh, with 33 points. Uh, I got 15 from Ollie Ollie World, and I got 18 from Total War Warhammer 3. Everybody laughed. Everybody said, oh, you're going for a Warhammer game. Oh, you don't want to do that, Amy. Well, fucking suck it, guys. <laughs> Fair play. Not you. You didn't say that. 
I'm specifically referring to Keith and Russell, who both poo-pooed my idea of getting a war- taking a Warhammer. Uh, it's game. just because they got they got they both got game. smashed on Warhammer games, and I came in and went, "I just take this one for it for cool eighteen points." Yeah. Uh, but in the lead is Keith with three games released: uh, ten points from Sifu, seven points from Dying Light Two, and nineteen points for Horizon Forbidden West. Elfie's going to be joining the fray shortly because she's got the next two games released. Martha is Dead, which I couldn't possibly talk about, and Elden Ring the day after. And Keith has Shadow Warrior 3 on the 1st of March. Ross has Far Changing Tides on the 1st of March, so he'll be jumping in. I've got Gran Turismo 7 on the 3rd, and Moody has Triangle Strategy uh, on the 4th of March. Sorry. That's where I come back. (laughs) Mathematically... That would be, unless Gran Turismo and Shadow Warrior 3 are really, really bad. <laughs> Gran Turismo is going to be at least a minimum of eight year, I think. I'd, I'd like to think so. Um, yeah. But there's been a lot. There was a flurry of activity between that last time and this time. And by the way, check out the, the video. The podcast that literally says Fantasy Game Correct 2022. I just, I just feel for <laughs> Nintendo. Nintendo's <laughs> time is coming. Nintendo's time is coming. It is yeah. coming, and I might just prod him again just to be like, "Hey, you remember this is still a thing, right?" But he has yeah. picked up games. We've talked about them. And so since the last time we talked about this, uh... you picked up two. I picked up two. You dropped one. I dropped. Well. I dropped one. Uh, yeah, we talked about the 30th of January. So the next week, so the next week, Russ picked up Metal Slug Tactics for five dollars. Moody attempted to pick up Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order sequel for five dollars, but I swooped in and took it with an eleven dollar bid. Uh, but Moody did pick up Gotham Knights for five dollars. Then the next week, there was another flurry of activity as. Moody picked up Xenoblade Chronicles 3 with for $15, which I failed a bit of $7 on, which, like I said to you privately, like I was, that was half-hearted. <laughs> like, I was a half-hearted bid for Xenoblade Chronicles 3, but I did get Dorf Romantic for $7 and drop Mario Kart unannounced next mainline console game for no particular reason whatsoever. Couldn't possibly be the two years worth, <laughs> worth of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe DLC that got announced last week. <laughs> Not at all. Um, and then Russ picked up Warhammer 40,000 Chaos Gate Demon Hunters after giving me all that shit about picking up Warhammer games. Thing is, that will that'd be funny if that one's the minus one. <laughs> I'm not going to comment on the quality of that game right now, but I looked it up and I was like, should I counterpick this? Uh, he also counterpicked Shadow Warrior 3, which I'm not sure about. <laughs> I don't know about that move. I think Russell just wants to go minus again and just start working his way back eventually. I feel like he's on like a minus 10 there. If I had to like guess the Shadow Warrior 3 um, open critic score, I feel like it's an 80. Around about that sort of area. We'll find out in a couple of weeks. We will find out in a couple of weeks, but that's where everything stands. Um, Nintendo only has no games released. Which is Joe made for us. Can't do any worse than last time's Lockstale has no games released. And Elf Daughter's Queen of the Indie Games, a title I still dispute. Alfie, coming into my house, declaring yourself Queen of the Indie Games when I'm sat right here. 
And it also has no games released. Moody, you've got one released. I've got two released. Keith's got three released. You have 11 total. I have 10 total. Keith has 10 total. Alfie has 11. Loxdale has 11. And Joe has nine. I won't lie. Dying Light got less than I thought it was going to. I see no. this is what I was talking about when I was like I don't think I'm gonna play it it's pretty much it's kind of where I expected it to be like yeah. for me personally not necessarily for game critics in general but for me personally that's where I would have like looked at it and thought oh, this doesn't seem like a game that's overly exciting to me so I guess I just find it weird that it's <clears throat> on a par with my expectations <laughs> yeah I was just thinking maybe like an 80 but it's like round the same as what the first one was. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think, think it'll so. find an audience like the first one did. Um, all games find an audience, but the thing is about that one came out. No, no, yeah. that one came out like literally when January was nothing. Yeah, when there was nothing going on. That it's was really that was the yeah. first game I would say the first big game I would say that came out in January. Mm-hmm. That started this whole trend even capcom have a bad in january at this point like they made it their home base at one point <laughs> and then they were just like you know what there's too much heat <laughs> get me out of here <laughs> um but yeah it's uh it's starting to get somewhere like i told elfie like when when she was looking at the points it's a marathon not a sprint for every game that i've had released she hasn't had any <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, like, no don't worry about not having any points in February. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Same goes for Nintendo. Nintendo deal. only. I mean, Loxtail is Loxtail. And... <laughs> Russ is Russ. Russ is cursed, so. Yeah. And Keith is Keith. Keith He'll is. He'll wait until one week left until he's meant to hey, pick his final you know, game. He's doing all right so far. Like, yeah, he's yeah, off to yeah, a solid yeah. start, so I can I can respect yeah, he's, that. Yeah, he swooped in and took the Final Fantasy Origins. It's going to be interesting. That I'm going to be fascinated to see what that gets. My thought, my personal thoughts of that demo held me back from taking yeah. that game, but I can easily see it. They, the, I can easily see it being another Neo. <laughs> yeah, but I I, what I played wasn't great. I think it's another Final Fantasy everyone's looking forward to. Instead, it'll come out later this year. The one that'll actually come out. <laughs> um, that's going to do it for episode 293 of the Words About Games podcast. Thanks for joining me, Moody. I know you were very tired. Oh, yeah. I'm going to bed. I wish I, I wish I could have moved the podcast recording forward for you, but like this is probably the one day I couldn't do it, so I apologize. Yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, we're done. We can get out of here now. And we did a fantasy critic check-in. I've been saying we'll do it next week for like three weeks, so... <laughs> It's all good. Bye, everyone. Say yeah. Well, say bye, Moody. Bye, Moody. <laughs> Don't say bye until I say it. Say bye. Damn it. Oh, I thought you That's were saying thing. bye. That's our thing. <laughs> That's how we end the podcasts. Where's the button?